Benfica Podcast is one of the founding members of Benfica Independent. Benfica Independent is an independent platform made by fans for fans. And in it, you can find our podcast, along with many other podcasts, along with articles of opinion, video segments, and much, much more. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent, with exclusive contents for our Patreons. Hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Sí, es un club que tiene una grandeza que no se comprende si no estás aquí dentro. Siendo una magia única, benfiquista, solo nosotros sentimos eso. Por muchos desgustos que podamos tener, valores más altos se levantan. O valor mais alto que se levanta em termos futebolísticos chama-se Benfica. Quero o Benfica intimidar o adversário. Quero um manto sagrado entrar com vocês em qualquer estado. E estamos, pá! É isso que eu quero! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a to a special edition of the Befica Podcast. How are how is everyone? Cristiano, how are you? Como é que estás, campeão? Aside from migraines and and all that nonsense, I'm thrilled, ecstatic, happy to tell that we're here. <laughs> you uh, sound ecstatic. Yeah, I know I do, right? It's just it's been a long day. Um, ecstatic that we're here on the Befica Podcast. Talking about uh, none less than uh, 38, pa. Finalmente, for the topic, no. Stomas foi, pa. Yeah, pa. Stomas foi. What's happening with you, Campeon Dave? What's going on, uh, guys? Great to be back. This is, uh, should be, we should be up. I feel like if we were recording this Saturday night or even Sunday morning, we'd be a little bit, got more of a pep in our step here. Maybe we're still hungover from. The weekend that uh, passed and all the partying that's been going on, but this is a uh, great. This should be a happy podcast. Uh, here. Yeah, positive, positive vibes only. And I mean, if you don't, if we can't get up for this uh, podcast after winning a championship, then uh, uh, I don't know when else we are uh, to get uh, up. But uh, yeah, good to be on. And uh, shout out to the Freddies that are uh, here. We already got some Freddies. Are, uh, interrupted you, Dave. I was gonna say, you know who's up for it? The Freddies are up for it. The Freddies are always up. That's to right. It. The Freddies are up for it. The Campeões. I'm not gonna call them Freddies today. I'm gonna call them Campeões. Fredões. Fredões. Mr. J. Diogo Reis. Nick Valadão. Flavio Ferreira. Manny Valadão. Taylor Aguiar. Uh, DJ Natural Fire. Justin Aragão. Cristiano Oliveira. Bruno Gil Rodrigues. Scarrow Boy. Mike Madeira. Campeões, welcome. Uh, let us know if uh, everything is coming through uh, well, the sound and video. Uh, episode 488 is what we're up to. The champion is back. 
Uh, and yes, we are. Uh, it was great to to finally see the team pull it out after a few years without trophies. It was it was good to see the team see this one out. On tonight's podcast, we will briefly look at the Santa Clara game. I don't think there's a lot to talk about in terms of the Santa Clara game. Uh, and what we'll do is we'll do our end of season awards. So, um, revelation player, uh, MVP. Best mid- MVP, best midfielder, best defender, best attacker, uh, and also the flop of the season. So, Cristiano, Dave, and I will give you our season um, our season awards. Feel free to to play along in the chat. Uh, you know, it's a time to celebrate and a time to uh, to look back and and recognize some of the guys that that played an important part in this uh, season in this team. Uh, we're not going to do um, the the keep, sell, or, or loan segment this week. We will do that next week. Uh, I think it's a little bit too early to be tell- saying sell this guy after uh, the team uh, has uh, raised our spirits and made us very happy on Saturday, clinching the um, the 38. Um, I haven't. I watched some of the ce- the, the celebrations. I haven't watched all of them, but Cristiano. I know that you watched a little bit of it. What would you, you think? I might have watched less. Than a, you a little, a little bit more than me. No, probably less. Probably less. Probably less than me. Yeah, yeah. Because see, I'm, I'm, I have that ADHD, DDDDDD, and me like, we obviously got the links in the whole nine, and I could go check it out. But once it happened already, I have a hard time watching it again. Yeah. What about you, Dave? You spent some time watching the celebrations. Yeah, I was back with the beer. I I was uh, I was hooked uh, on it. Shout out to uh, Benfica because they uh, they had it being played on their YouTube channel uh, all uh, Saturday evening here on this side of uh, the world. So I was uh, glued to the TV, and then when I had to go out and do some running rounds, was glued to my phone and watching it off uh, my phone. And uh, this is a time, like I said, this is a time to be proud and to be happy. Um, it's been what three, four years since the the last one, so we have to enjoy ourselves. We have to uh, um, just enjoy the festivities and all the hoopla that go uh, go with it. And the only the only thing that I wish uh, was that I was there. That I had a little bit of envy of not uh, being there and partying with uh, everybody there. But it was a great atmosphere and uh, yeah. great great party uh, Saturday night. No, for sure, and the, and there's people that will tell you that uh, you know the the party that was set up is is somewhat plastic because it's set up, it's not spontaneous. But look, to me, a party's a party, and and to be able to see all those people at the Marques waiting for the team, and even the team bus as it's coming down the street, and there's people just walking alongside the bus and saluting the team. I thought that was great. But the one scene that really impressed me is when the bus is coming out of the stadium to go through the Marques and people are just waiting there with uh, with tons of pyro. And it, it was really, to me, it was the highlight of the celebration, I thought, was uh, that moment. Because I think that um, it was not planned out in terms of, you know, the organization and the police, and it was something that was spontaneous by the fans. But look, the Marquez at this point, I think you're going to have to expect that there's going to be barriers, there's going to be police, there's going to be security, checkpoints, you know, all of that that jazz. 
Uh, but look, it's always great scenes to see the biggest club in, in Europe uh, celebrate and also seeing the scenes around the world. Um, Newark, Boston, Cabo Verde, uh, Portugal, uh, England, you name it. You name whatever country people, Portuguese are in, I'm sure there was a, a, a Benfiquista celebrating somewhere. Uh, but yeah, so happy that we got that out of the way, man. Um, and I'm sure you guys are too. But let's uh, let's go through this Santa Clara game real quick. Vlaco Dimos was in goal. Ba, Otamendi, Morato, and Grimaldo. Tino and Neves. João Mário, um, Rafa, Ausnes, and Ramos. Uh, Neves did not start. He did come in in the second half. And, and Benfica came out hungry. Uh, Benfica knew that they had to score a goal as soon as possible in the seventh minute. Uh, Ramos off of an assist from, from Ba got on the scoreboard and it was the first shot on goal by Benfica in the first goal. So uh, quite efficient there. And I think then after that, uh, on the 28th minute, 2 nothing by Rafa on an assist from João Mario um, at a time period where Benfica was kind of just managing the game, weren't really, uh, didn't have a sense of urgency to score another goal and they caught Santa Clara on a counter off of a corner kick from Santa Clara. It was cleared out and then um, Rafa... Uh, João Mario and I forget who the other player, uh, Gonçalo Ramos, um, executed a perfect um, uh, counterattack that it wasn't more perfect because uh, the, the final shot was uh, was a rebound off of a player, was a deflection of a player and it made it into goal, but hey, a goal is a goal and I think at, uh, at that moment 2-0 uh, Cristiano, did you think that it was done? I thought it was done before kickoff <laughs> I did too. I mean, as I told you and a couple of other people prior to the game, if if Benfica weren't able to win this game, I mean, we, we had no business being being champions. But you know, credit to them; they did what they had to do. It's exactly what we called for: get you know, get control of the game, get an early goal, get a couple of goals before halftime, and then start the celebration. So, credit to the boys, credit to Roger Schmidt, and um, it was just a fantastic day, man. It was one of those days that a lot of Benficas are. Not soon going to forget. Yeah, that's for sure. What about you, Dave? Felt that was in the bag. I mean, Santa Clara, nothing to play for. Uh, they just came came for the ride just to, to finish out the season, play one last game. I didn't think they were all that, that threatening. They soaked up a little bit of the pressure. They tried to press Benfica high in the beginning, but that they didn't work. Uh, but did you think that we were going to get any trouble from Santa Clara? Uh, especially with the uh, the red card that the dragon two minutes in. Yeah. Well, that I didn't even bother watching <laughs> that game. But as soon as Ramush uh, scores his goal in the seventh minute, I said, "Oh, let me let me see what uh, what's going on in that game." And then I see Teremi's already got a goal and a, a red card in the second minute. I said, "Oh, that's all we need to to know about what's going to happen in that uh, in that game." But I'm glad Benfica took care of business, where we didn't have to keep an eye on that other game because as long as we we'd handled our business it didn't matter if they scored five, ten, fifteen, fifty goals. I couldn't care less what they were doing in that other uh yeah. match. So uh, I'm just glad that we got the early goal to settle everybody's nerves down and then we could turn into a party uh party atmosphere uh much quicker rather than this game went into the seventy eighth or eightieth minute uh still tied up then who knows what uh could have happened yeah. at that point. Yeah, and we had the example of Dortmund earlier in the day also that they had everything uh, in their their destiny, in their hands. 
their destiny in their hands and weren't able to close it out. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, whenever you see something like that, you always think uh, of of the worst. But I, I was confident that Benfica was going to be able to see this out. Uh, two nothing into the locker room left the team in a very good place. 60th minute, uh, three nothing, a clear penalty uh, that Grimaldo executed, uh, and then I think we were well on our way there. I, I think that the team was waiting for the clock to count down and the game to be over so they could celebrate. Uh, there was a little bit of lack of focus at towards the end of the game, and you know I think that the players feel that's in a bag, the stadium feels that's in a bag, the crowd is with the with the players, and I think that uh, maybe the the regular focus wouldn't wouldn't be there, but look, oh, uh, oh, Benfica did what they had to do and clinched the thirty-eight, and it was it was important important for Benfica to clinch that thirty-eight, especially after the first half of the season that they that they had was uh, was very good. Cristiano, any thoughts on this game? Or no? Or you already gave me all your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I said what I needed to say before. I mean. No, no, did you guys did you guys have any issues with Grimaldo taking the penalty instead of Ramos or no. Jomario? No, I think that uh, I think that there was whistles in the stadium from what I could hear. Maybe because the fans wanted uh, Gonzalo Ramos to take it because uh, you know he was still in the running for the best scorer, even though that Tareme had already added one to his tally. Maybe that's where the whistles came from. I don't think the whistles were directed at. At the Ramos, you're too nice. Uh, you're too nice. You think so? What? What, I, I what is your was, theory? I think it was mixed. I think it was. Just, and, and to answer your question directly, yeah, I was upset that Ramos initially didn't take it. But then you start to look back and think about how many PKs he's taken throughout the years and uh, throughout the season, I should say. And it just, you know, hit me. Maybe it's just a guy that's not comfortable taking penalties because he's not taking any. I don't believe. He has, what, 19 goals, whatever, coming into this game, 18, 19, and zero uh, via PK. So I just don't think it's it's a part of his game that he's very comfortable with. Um, so once I realized that, okay, get it. And then I, I do think that Benfica wanted to send Grimaldo off, um, you know, with the pat on the back, getting the goal last game, be appreciative for what he did with this club for seven and a half years. But unlike you, I, I do think that some of the whistles might have been Towards Gonzalo Ramos not taking it, but at the end of the day, I do think it was some people showing their displeasure for a guy not re-signing uh, with this club. Right, that could be that. You're saying I'm too nice, and you, you, you're yeah, you're too to nice that, because you're because you're. Oh no, I think it's because of Ramos. No, no, no. I mean, let's be frank. Uh, no, much I mean, as, I don't. As, uh, and in the celebrations, he didn't get whistled. Was he even there watch. though? <laughs> he was there. I didn't watch. The celebrations uh, in the he stadium. And... He was there, but was he on the stage? Like yeah, he was the, on the stage. Uh, Marques. On... Yeah, yeah, he was on it. He had a speech. I thought I saw something where he had the microphone in his hand. Yeah, something. And, and, but, but... and I look. I I thought that for for all the shenanigans that uh, Grimaldo has put us through throughout his Befica career, especially you know what the attitude that he's had towards fans, I thought he had a genuine emotional moment after he scored and he took off his jersey um crocodile and i don't know tears. If... the crocodile tears alfredo <laughs> come on I man look, it, to me they they look to that's, me they looked real sorry that's something that maybe a few years down the line i'll look at and reminisce and like oh man maybe i was unfair 
But right now, I'm just going to go over, man. Hold on, man. Your tears don't mean nothing to me. Come back and see me in a little while. Right now, bro, to me, uh, Dave, come on. I think you agree with me, Dave. Those, those no, are crocodiles. I'm on that same boat. I think, I think, Chris, you and I are the minority. I think everyone's giving Grimaldo his praise. And there's going to be a time for that, but I'm not willing to give his praise. Like, okay, thank you for your service. Uh, you, We won the championship. That all that matters. But... There was a lot of Grimaldo that uh, left a sour taste in in my mouth, so I'm I'm not going to be sad that he's not here next season. I'm glad it it'll force the club to actually spend some money in that position, which they haven't done since he's been around. And um, I think he got his moment with the PK, and I think if Bod didn't go out with an injury, I wonder if Roger takes Grimaldo off and puts in Ristich so he can have a little moment that way um, too. But I, it is what it is with Grimaldo. The the story's already been written with him, and uh, he had his he had his farewell penalty, got whatever he needs to get off his chest, and we move on. I'm not gonna follow him once he leaves the club, and I'm not gonna shed a tear that he's not here next season either. Yeah, I mean, to to me, it seems like a genuine emotional moment. Now, whether there were crocodile tears or not, to me, it just seemed to. Uh... I, look, I, I think it, it's you, hard. You're a sucker for tears. Remember, you you were you got <laughs> you got in your feelings when Darwin cried after scoring. Dave, I so think you're, you're right. You're a sucker I, for the tears. I think you're right. I'm I'm a very uh, emotional, uh, heartstrings type of guy. I I don't know. It's just um, it, it's when you're connected to the club and you basically grew up at this club, right? And you spend all, all of your football career you've you've played at this club regardless of being a young career or not so that there has to be an emotional attachment um could have been crocodile tears they could have been crocodile tears but i would like to think that after seven and a half years or eight years whatever it was that there's an emotional attachment and there's there's an emotional moment that goes through a player's head i don't know I would have but maybe that's just whole, me what about the whole emotional attachment stuff had Enrique been the ones pushing him out the door? He, could, I mean, it's so emotional. You love us so much. You chose to leave us. I mean, hold on, come on, and stop. That so, and that it was announced before the end of the season too. Do you think he had a little bit to play in that too? That it got announced because if he really, if he really wanted know. to, he could have kept that under wraps. Could he not? I don't think so. I just think no? that that Leverkusen um, jumped the jumped the the boat, the whistle, whatever you want to call it, and they went ahead and announced. I don't think the Malu wanted any part of this because he wanted to get the love and he wanted to get the attention. And to me, it's like, again, had been feet been the ones telling him, look, man, you know, our road together has come to an end. It's, it's a dead end up ahead. You, you know, you have to forge your own, you know, road now that you have to do. Feel something along those lines. Yeah, I don't understand a player being emotional. Obviously, he'll always be part of me. I'm never, come on. Dude. The dude decided to leave on his own will. That's it. End of story. He didn't go to a Liverpool, a Man United, <laughs> a Bayern Munich. You know what I mean? He went to Bayer. It was yeah. about he took the best financial offer probably on the table. And we'll see what happens. Look, I understand his part of it when, when, when the reasoning is, you know, he wants to go play in a league that's got packed stadiums, the atmosphere. I get that. I get that. Just be honest about it. Don't yeah. come over here. You chose to leave. Nobody forced you out the door. 
I mean, it would it would suck uh, if Xavi Alonso uh, left because apparently yeah. that was one of the big reasons why he went there. Well, you know, there's 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 a huge uh, potential, a huge you know move for Carlo Ancelotti taking over the Brazilian national team, which then would open up the Real Madrid uh, you know manager position, and they like him a lot, but obviously they don't think he has the experience yet, but. Hey man, you never know, right? Pirlo got a job. There's a lot of guys that got jobs without experience. So uh, yeah, you never know. But it would be a kick in the butt though if you went there because of Xavi Alonso, and then all yeah. of a sudden. But I mean, once uh, that final whistle blew, that's it. Um, Rimaldo is now belongs elsewhere. Doesn't belong. I was telling this to Dave when players leave Benfica. I could care less what happens to them. I don't root against them. It's not it's like, you know, the care less, Alfred. I'm like you, but when, when you and I say I can care less, it sounds rude, right? It's not, okay, I'm not here hoping the guy goes and, you know, breaks a leg or his career. No, or, no, no, no. But it's like, you know, uh, you know, if I happen to be watching, like, okay, yeah, cool, he scored a goal, but I'm not going to go and Google Gaga. There's very few, very few players that have left Benfica that have left that mark on me. Uh, at least I speak for myself, I should say. But very few that have left uh, Benfica that have left that mark on me that I'm still constantly trying to watch them play every chance I can. You know, Adele Tarap comes to mind. No, I'm joking. <laughs> You've been I'm following not, Tarap closely? You're no, up late no. watching those games? I don't even do. No, I wouldn't even know where to watch it. I'm pretty sure one of the 58 uh, BN Sports were broadcasting. Yeah. I'm sure. Which 25 BN Sports? Yeah, yeah, one of those. So anyway. Um, so with the game wrapped up, title wrapped up, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll speak more about the, the title next, uh, next show when we talk about, uh, when we do our segment, uh, sell, keep loan. Uh, before but, you go ahead, uh, you know, before go you ahead. go ahead, go ahead. You're asking all these pertinent questions and, and there's one that I thought I found it interesting. I found the substitution of Samuel, Samu coming in to get his name on a, you know, obviously, in order to get a medal, you have to have played a minute um, in league competition. And, and and the reason why I asked that is because if you recall a few years ago, Paulo Santos couldn't get in, remember? I don't know if oh, it was... Paulo, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, one of them. I forget That's what... That's who he reminded me of with that substitution. Yeah, Rui Vitoria, maybe? One of them didn't get the guy in in the last minute. And so I remember there yeah, was a lot of... Yeah, I think it was either Rui Vitoria or Laj, if I, I remember. Rui Vitoria. I think it was Vitoria. Um... And he didn't come in, and so there's a lot of talk. So that's why I, I asked about this one now. I wanted to get your thoughts. I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was a nice gesture, and I think that if the game allows it, why not? Why not? So I, I thought it was a good gesture. Is it something that a coach should be obligated to do? Absolutely not. But I thought it was a really nice gesture on uh, on his part and recognizing the goalie who's been number two, who is. Not played a game, not even a cup game. He has played. Is it? Is it has played every single game. Is it a sign of recognition that you're number two, or is it a pat on the back that we count on you for the future? Because there's a lot of speculation. I've heard a it lot of be both tell me that they expect Sam to be the starting goalkeeper Benfica here, rather you know sooner rather than later. And so I'm asking, is it kind of like one of those pats on the back, order confidence? Like, look, you matter to us so much. You know, we're going to try to give you as much as we can. Obviously, going to get you to a lot of games this year, but make sure we get you on the, uh, on the, you know, roster sheet, game sheet, or whatever it is for you to get your medal. 
Um, I, I think I, I, I don't know. I think it was somewhere along those lines. Yeah, I mean, but look if if you like, look if you look at those at that core eighteen nineteen guys that you know it's the eleven starters plus the bench guys. He's he's always there. Skiro so, boy, boy, boy is saying, not really, Cristiano. There, Gomes received the medal and he didn't play a minute. Look, I saw that too. But no, but it's it's medal. Everybody gets rule, medal. Yeah, he. But getting the medal, they might get. But in terms of being on the your name and your yeah. name and the, like and getting a you know credit for winning it, I think you have to play in a match. Mm -hmm. You have to get it. You can't just be sitting on the bench all along and then your name's going to be on the sheet. I, I don't think that's 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 the case. I know he got yeah, a medal. They, I think they sure. all get medals. Yeah, they all they, they all, all get medals. medals I guess, but but in terms of the official. Getting the recognition. Roster, yes. It's the guys that played it. The guys that played it. Um, anyway, you got anything else before we move on to our next uh, segment? Would you guys, All right. well, you guys uh, didn't watch the uh, celebrations. Would you guys think of, or did you guys see any highlights of Neresh in prime form? Or I, I've seen a couple of Freddies in the chat saying he won the Xavi Garcia award for uh his uh his antics or it you know, no, i don't even want to call it antics i was fine with it but Look, uh, i i think that there's there's something about um brazilian culture they're very relaxed they're very they're very free they're very carefree and i think that net is kind of embodies that uh when he was at the at the, the town hall or the camera when he went to go and lift the trophy and he was like, oh, and people were waiting and then he just, he faked them out a couple of times. That's just, that is being... I don't think Dave you know, was referring to that. I think Dave was referring to him tagging other athletes. Yeah. I don't, I don't care bread. about that. I think that's Com what he's talking about. Com compared, compared to what they, compared to what they do to us. Well, they're complaining. They're, they're pressing charges. Apparently. Of course, they're, they're pressing charges for what? Because uh, other players got their players got suspended, suspended last year yeah. for, so, for so, yeah, but I mean, I'm, for the we're, we're talking Tasa. about they got suspended uh, for the Super Tasa, so they're gonna try to get the net suspended for the Super Tasa as well. If he's still here, I mean, we're talking about uh, uh, SLB filia the put the chance. Yeah, they're they're insulting you know, a group. We're, we're, we're here, we're, I don't think they insulted anybody. I mean, this I'm, is if if this is not the I, I him and haw about this because one, I want to take the. Uh, be the bigger man and not even feed into those antics. But when oh. you've come off this season and you just become champions, if you're not going to puff out your chest and, and celebrate, like, when are you going to do it? So I'm, I'm fine with, with what, uh, with what he did. Yeah, I'm good too. I mean, it was innocent. Shorter baby. I think that was, was that the, the harshest? Shorter baby. Or were there anything else? I wasn't following the thread, but I think Shorter Bebe was. Uh... That was one, and they were just tagging <laughs> uh, Otavio and and Pot. He did Otavio and, and, and Pot. Yeah, he did a couple of times. He actually the first time he tagged Otavio was the wrong Otavio, and then somebody in <laughs> the thread <laughs> you're right he had to tag, and he's like being Pafesto Bebe, something like that, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. So look, I, uh, I think look, it's all in good I, fun. It, it, it cries pettiness to a certain extent, but at the same time, I think, I mean, if you look at this from their lenses, obviously you're not going to like it, but if you look at it from just an outsider, it, it, it looks like fun and games. I don't think he was disrespectful to anybody. 
Okay, he didn't insult anybody. Yeah, like the that's the thing. Say, Bing pa festa, shoulda bebe. Like I don't, you know what I mean. Unlike the other people who constantly come out there and and majority of their celebrations is you know Peter's a puta SLB yada yada yada, and it's like you're insulting clubs, you're insulting people. I don't think there was any of that. In this. But again, I'm Benfiquista, and I'm gonna be I'm going to be accused of being just that, being biased because I'm a Benfiquista. But I'm just giving you my honest thought. I don't think he offended anybody. I think yeah, it was it, 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 it wasn't it wasn't insulting. It wasn't insulting at all, as it opposed to guys, what we see. Maybe these guys are more friendly with each other than you and I think, and they were just messing around with one another for all probably, probably. They they had dinner together the following night. Oh, Hugo Freire saying he said chupa lagarto. Oh. <laughs> chupa tripers. <laughs> I missed that part. All right, next uh, next. Uh, Next feature here for us, the season awards that we do at the end of uh, the season when we award uh, players for the flop, the revelation player, the defensive player, the midfielder, uh, the attacking player, and the MVP. Um, so uh, I guess I, I could go first, right? I'll go first with the with the flop. And, and to me, uh, the flop is going to be uh, Draxler. Uh, just because uh, I, I think that there was a lot of anticipation uh, that we put upon Draxler. We Everyone felt that despite coming, of injury, coming out of injury, Draxler would be uh, a, a good addition to this squad as he got better and as he got into game rhythm. But as it turns out, he ended up uh, not to be... Um, what we expected and you know then the injury at the end of the season but uh, to me he's he's the flop of the season what about you Cristiano who's your flop of the season Draxler that's unfair bro that's unfair because that's that's so easy <laughs> it's so unfair like we should pick another guy but because you uh, could pick your guy no, it's that? him. It's him. I'm just saying. It's it's like that was a layup. It's easy. It's got to be him. I mean, the expectations on this guy, former World Cup winner, Paris Saint Germain, wherever the hell he came from, Schalke, da, da, da. and then he comes in. It was just a like, yeah. It was very disappointing. I just feel like picking him is cheating because it was is a handout. It's cheating. It was too easy. It was a layup. Yeah, I think it was, but whatever, but we're fine. But I mean, it's it's hard to argue against. He was probably the highest paid player on the roster. Not probably. He was the highest paid player on the roster. Um, and even when he did play, he wasn't impressive at all. And then obviously the injuries took its toll and he was out for the rest of the season. So yeah, I mean, huge, huge disappointment. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was what about you? Sorry. What about you, David? Yeah, I've also got tracks. So just with the hype and flair that uh, he came up or came uh, to the team with the Roger Schmidt German connection. And I think Draxler also felt it too, because I don't know if you guys caught him in the celebration. He apologized multiple times that um, he didn't fulfill kind of his end of uh, the deal. And you got to feel for the guy. And I, I kind of agree with, with Chris that it, it is kind of a layup and it's too easy, but when you're looking at the roster here, there wasn't really anyone else that you could pick but Draxler. So uh wish it would have turned out differently and uh, he would have played a key role in this uh, team, but um, it is what it is when you're dealing with injuries. Yeah. 
Uh, I think he issued uh, a public apology also on his um, on through his through his uh, publicist, if I'm not mistaken. There was a there was a statement. I think the even was even on the PSG site. I saw something on Twitter earlier um, about it. So uh, look, I I think that the guy feels that that he kind of shortchanges, not that he was his fault. I don't know the circumstances behind it. Maybe he was never healthy at 100%. Uh, and then the, the nagging injuries also kept coming back. Uh, you know, Schmidt is a guy whose team needs to be intense, and I think that maybe Draxler didn't have that intensity. So uh, I think it's fair that he gets... Um, the flop, at least for me. I know Christina was saying that it's uh, it's an easy layup. Hugo, Hugo mentions... Who would you give it to? Hugo, yeah, no. I already told you, Drexler. Hugo mentioned uh, on the chat here that João Vitor, which is a great shout. Um, Manny Baladon says, Enzo is a flop in my book, laughing my ass off. Uh, out loud, I mean not off. Uh, Nick Baladon says, smaller flop is probably Morato. Couldn't disagree more. Um... But yeah, you I can mean, make the case for Gilberto. I mean, he he started off in that position as the starting left back or right back, and he finished we finished the season with a midfielder in that that position. Even when uh, Ba gets injured, so you could make the case for Gilberto. Oh, if maybe, I flop. maybe I should have been paying attention because when I'm thinking of flops, I'm thinking of newcomers. So we're just talking about in general, right? Players at the club in general. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Still, for the... still Draxler. Still Draxler. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Still Draxler. All right. Because revelation, it's right. because of the expectation, the amount yep. of expectations, the excitement level. I don't think we signed a player in a while that we've had this much expectation on. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up, revelation player. So this is the player that uh, comes out of nowhere and surprises us. And and for me, I have to give this to Antonio Silva. Uh, and looking at you know what Antonio Antonio Silva has been on the team he's almost become a staple uh that when you then you when I look back at Antonio Silva and I think of Tony Silva revelation is probably not something that comes to mind right away just because he's been there all along but really uh he was a guy that that came in cemented his spot uh he wasn't even one of the highest rated backups uh, for Benfica, I think uh, the Araujo kid was uh, higher rated than him, but uh, he came in and he was able to to get the job done. I think he surprised every every Benfica and every fan with uh, with his skill uh, and also with his uh, Benficaismo. I mean, who could forget the the time that he uh, when we were playing Juventus, he went up to was it Bonucci and he put a finger in his in his yeah. face. Yeah, yeah. Who is it for you, Chris? I mean, there's a few options, but I think the easiest one, obviously, because as you stated before, he was there for day one, a guy that not many of us knew anything about coming into preseason, and he just won everyone over. So, I, I, I you know, I'd have to go with Antonio Silva as well. But there's, there's a couple of the guys, you know, the kid, Jon Snow, real late, but my man came out of the woodwork, another guy that – we didn't expect much out of, and you could tell this guy's a player. He's another one with Benfica, another guy that we could count on, at least for the you know next couple of seasons, um, if not more. But yeah, I think Antonio Silva hands down easily wins it. 
What about you, Dave? Uh, it's going to be a clean sweep. Uh, only reason why we I didn't give it to Joan Neves was because of the length of time that uh, Antonio Civil has been been doing this game in game out. Um, not to say that he was one hundred percent perfect the whole season. He had his uh, hiccups from here uh, and there, but you got to think back to when he was first called upon. There was everybody was injured. Hell, we were even signing John Brooks at the end of the season just to to make numbers in that position. But uh, ever since that uh, that uh, late August appearance uh, debut for Antonio Silva, he just grabbed the bull by the horns and he's cemented that uh, position there for himself. So he's my releva- uh, revelation and I uh, hope he stays here at least another, uh, another year, if not two. But Dave, Brooks only came in after Murato got injured. Yes, yeah, right before the, the window it was closed. Like a couple yeah, of days because Vertonghen was gone. V- yes. uh, Juan Vitor was was injured. Moratu was injured. So, mm-hmm. but that's what it only left Antonio Silva and uh, and Otamendi there. And I'm pretty sure Otamendi picked up a suspension at, at, for one of those games too. So we were real thin at that that position. But better give credit to Antonio Silva. He grabbed the bull by the horns and never looked back after that. Yeah, no, I thought he was, he's been excellent. Uh, and he has. I'm glad he's he's had some some mistakes. Well, not glad for Benfica, but I'm glad because I think those mistakes keep him grounded. I think those mistakes keep him working hard, keep his head the right size, the right size. So it, it was, it, and it was natural to see him uh, make some some of those mistakes. Obviously, the the one against Sporting was one that that cost us, you know, a goal, but. Nonetheless, I thought he was he was excellent, especially playing um, in the Champions League. You know, for an 18 year old kid, I thought that was uh, great on his part. Uh, defensive player for me, it's this one is a, is an easy one. Alfredo, you gotta learn how to do these these games. You gotta rotate. You can't just you go first all day. Well, he's got He's I'm, also got to. I run this. Put his I run this up. fucking podcast. I can do anything I want because then you could you can influence our opinion. Oh, I can. Uh, mine's All right. Down. Mine's written down. I'm not changing. Well, that's mind. why I didn't. I didn't. I was gonna ask you guys for the votes so I could set up the graphics, but then I was like, nah. Then Cristiano's gonna just copy my shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then now- look, I, I think that when you look at this, I mean, I, I think all of these are easy layups. Uh, there might be one or two that we differ, uh, but for you, Cristiano, who is your El Capitan? Your, your- El Capitan Otamendi has to be him. I mean, the dude came in uh, a couple of seasons ago with so much criticism on his shoulders, and he's lived up to the hype he is, the leader in the locker room, guy that's put this team on his back. He did have some games where, you know, he wasn't his best. Nonetheless, I thought he was still Mr. Solid back there, our number one leader. Um, yeah. And for, you know, uh, he deserves all the all the credit. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I I don't think I could add any more to that. What about you, Dave? Alfredo, I'm gonna make you work, and I hope that you got this guy ready on standby for your graphic. Here, I'm gonna, gonna go. Put... Uh, I'm gonna go off the board, and uh, for all the flack I just gave this guy about 10, 15 minutes ago, I'll, I'll give the to uh, Grimaldo. This is his going uh, away present. Is my best defensive player. Was he best defensively? Defensive, Hell though, no. Hell defensive. No. Okay. Hell no, but at that position, as a defensive player in that position, he was, I'll give him 
Uh, it just based on his left back position and room for going left back, center back, right back, what he contributed offensively. Um, get he he'll get my fun. award here. He but did defend. I'm not gonna. Do, I'm not gonna dispute that. You and you and me already got flack from Hugo in the chat saying we didn't respect this guy who's won it's four or five titles. It's but, it's yeah, it's this is my this is my going away present for Grimaldo. He's getting the best uh, defensive uh, player of the year award yeah. from me. No, I I think that he's he's up there in terms of you know the effort and the season that he had. He's definitely had a career season. Um, I think that. Uh, if he stays, maybe it's a different, if a different argument. But uh, I, I look, I think it's it's hard to argue against uh, Otamendi in terms of what he represents for the team, in terms of the effort that he puts in, in terms of the guidance and the coaching that he was able to give Antonio Silva. Uh, I think that those are some of those things are are not tangible things that you can't that you can measure. Uh, and I thought he did um, he did excellent. I thought he did excellent also. Uh, too bad that he uh, decided that to go elsewhere. But uh, as Cristiano mentioned, uh, nobody wants to go play at uh, Paz Sujeira and Gil Vicente in front of 5,000 people when you could play uh, in the Bundesliga where it's always packed stadiums. So go figure. All right, Cristiano, this time I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you. Midfielder for you. Midfielder, not a winger. A midfielder, right? You could do a winger too. I mean, because he was our most consistent player throughout the season, but they were playing a lot of winger. That's uh, Auschwitz, Frederick Auschwitz. Frederick Auschwitz? Even though, even though he played a lot of position the whole time, but I, I guess he's our most consistent, quote unquote, midfielder. Because I just can't, I just can't pick Shadon. I can't pick Enzo, wasn't there long enough. And obviously, same thing with um, Tino. So therefore, and and, and John Snow didn't play enough. So therefore, by default, is um, I'm gonna go with uh, Arsenal. Dave, it's got to be Arsenal, Mister Versatility, and like Chris is saying, uh, we played him on the wing. The guys that it was brought in as a central midfielder. We play him at right back. Hell, I'm sure you could have played at left back too if we really needed him too. So. Uh, Freddie, Freddie's got my uh, vote here for uh, midfielder of the year. Yeah, for me is uh, Auschwitz, uh, for all the guy, the things that you guys have said, he was everywhere. Um, I don't I like him my wing though, gotta say, do not like him my wing, Alfredo. But is that it's not really a, a, a winger, he's more of an interior guy, he drops into the middle. But it, I, I thought he was extremely important in us able to get the tie at uh, at Alvalade. So, uh, Dave. Uh, uh, Dave, I'll go with you this time. Attacking player. Uh, attacking player. It's got to be Gonzalo Ramos. Um, didn't like the way he, he finished the uh, the season, but man was um, unstoppable uh, to start the season and middle of the season was on a different uh, form and pace for uh, goals output and could have made the case, I guess, for uh, Rafa. And uh, I'm not even going to mention the other guy's name because he's not worth it. But uh, 
I give it to Gonzalo Ramos to finish off the season. Um, not 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 how I liked uh, his form at the end of the season, but there really wasn't anybody else. Um, when you think of it, yeah, he's my uh, attacking player of the of the year also. Ramos. What about you, Chris? What about me? I mean, you guys are putting me between a, a wall and a hot place. I mean, because Dude, you're never happy. First is because you didn't go first. No, now no, it's because you're going last. Who's, I don't understand. Who's, who's saying anything about the order in which we're, 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 you know, saying who are attacking players? I'm saying you're putting me between a wall and a hard place because I wasn't a fan of Ramos. I wasn't a fan of João Mario, the other guy. I can ask break. Rafa is non-existent for majority of the season, even though it's tremendous when he's on form. David Neres is is a player I, I appreciate and, and I love to watch those types of players. But but down the stretch, or I should say in the second half of the season, you know, this dude was decided to leave him on the bench to play Chiquinho. So he kind of gets knocked down. So it's gonna be between two guys, and it's, it's two it's two players I have to choose from that I'm not exactly the biggest fan. That's why I'm saying you're leaving me between a hard a, a wall and a hard place. And I think the same could be said for both players, as Dave said about Gonzalo Ramos. That you know, the end of the season was not what we wanted to see for a moment. I think it goes hand in hand with Joe Mario. I think Joe Mario had a tremendous season up until the last month, month and a half, when 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 everybody at the club dropped their form, those two guys were the most glaring ones to pop up because of all of a sudden when these, they're not scoring, they just weren't anywhere near uh, those influential players that, that at one point of the season were. So I got to do between one of the two, Alfredo, which is a decision I do not want to make uh, because I think everybody else was just... The, the Freddies are confused. saying to give it to Musa. <laughs> or do you want to give him your chicken fingers award the chicken fingers is, is a special award i'm gonna give later on later on but right now i mean look i guess i guess because i'm gonna give it to joel Mari. how's that just to be different only because joel Mari scored more goals this season than he scored in the last 10 combined so therefore that goes for you a tremendous season my hand so joel Mari. I like the fact that you uh, that you justified it like that. Good. I like that. I mean, coming to the season, who'd you have more expectation on scoring more goals? João Mario or Gonzalo Ramos? And when I say you, I'm not talking about you, Alfredo Dave, but in Gonzalo general. Ramos. Exactly. And so, what's João Mario? First, third in league in goals? Right? Yeah, yes. yeah. Right yes. up there? Yes. Behind. Yeah, who? I mean, if I told you back in July that he was going to do that, you guys would have called me crazy. And you guys are bigger fans of his than I am. And you still would. Yeah, you're not a big. I know you're not a big João Mario fan. That's for sure. Right? You guys would have still called me crazy. So for that, he finished what with two less days, seventeen and nineteen, right? Two less than. uh, Oh, for, yeah. for, you know what? For, I'll just give it to Jomar so I can be a little bit different. I can't believe I'm actually doing this. Hey, you know what? I know. Uh, you, you, out of everyone, you're probably the guy that uh, dislikes Jomario out of all the people, all the benefications that I know. It's not about disliking him. It's just I think people give him too much value. And and then when I see him playing on a wing, it, I, I want to cry because there's nothing in his game that tells me cry. he's a winger. I, I want to cry. Uh, and so, due to the fact that he, he wants to cry, 
I do. Uh, you know, it's an emotional podcast bro. today. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, credit to him. He did what he had to do. He scored some crucial, crucial goals. Converted to what about sixty six percent of his penalties because down the line there on the stretch, mm-hmm. my man started choking on him. But hey, again, the guy had a season that no one saw coming, none no. of them. And so, for that reason alone, I give it to him. The other guy is a striker; he's going to score more goals. Um, so for that reason alone, I'm gonna give it to Joao Mario. I can't believe I'm saying this, but yeah, credit to Joao Mario. And uh, you know, let's see him repeat it next year. But I just. I hope if he could assign some real wingers this time, though. So. Yeah, who wants to go for? Wants to go first on the MVP? The MVP. I'll go, I could go first if you don't object, Chris. I don't object. It's your turn because I went first. Now, Dave, how about you? Yeah, That's the yeah, order. Yeah. This natural order of things, Alfredo. Okay, my MVP is Auschwitz. I just thought that, you know, for the amount of roles that he played all season, uh, kept injury-free, only missed the game because of yellow card accumulation, uh, was really good. Right back, he held his own. Uh, I thought that when he plays in the midfield, he appears in the final third quite a, quite a bit, which is something that we want because we want, uh, we want players in the final third. We want numbers in the final third. I thought he was... I just thought he was excellent. I thought he was excellent, and I thought that after Enzo leaving, I thought he was the one, the one guy that was consistent throughout in terms of his his performances, in terms of helping the team, in terms of all the little things that he and the big things that he did for the team. And for me, he's my MVP. Who wants to go next? Is that you, Dave, or Chris? I I can go. I uh, mine is gonna match up to yours there, uh, Alfredo. I've also got Arshness just based on what he did for this uh, this club and where he managed to fit in and play in roles that I'm sure if you really followed his career coming before coming to Benfica, you could see that he played in these positions. But when we signed him, he was supposed to be a guy in the center of the mid here and. If I'm not mistaken, he was signed to already be Enzo's replacement with an eye for next season. But God, we put him on the wing, on at left, at right back in the center. So you got to give it up to Arshness. Uh, man was Mr. Versatility all season. And um, I don't think Benfica are champions without him because he just plugged up so many different holes. Who knows who would have been able to who would have been able to and who we would have seen in those other positions if it wasn't for his versatility. So I got to give it uh, to Frederick. Jeez, bro. I hear you guys talking about Arsenis and for a second, I thought you guys were talking about Andre Almeida. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that's what it is. It's like usually we, when we're talking about versatility, it's somebody that can do all the roles, but doesn't do them well. But Arsenis, I mean, he's, he's does them well. And, and like he, you just, you just, you would not never know that. Okay, right back a little bit. I don't want him playing there full time. He got us burned against uh, Inter a couple of times, but everywhere else, he he did the job adequate, if not better than adequate. He he was fine and uh, really shored up some of those holes when we really needed him to. So he's uh get fine. Give him the Andre Almeida award uh, too. But uh, this team, I don't think is champions without him. I was joking about that. 
by the way. But uh, Chris, who's your MVP? I'm gonna go off the rails a bit. Uh, I'm gonna give you a first half MVP and a second half MVP. Is that fair or no? Could I cheat? No, only one counts. Start shrinking the the images to fit on the screen there, Alfredo. Well, my first half MVP was Enzo. Uh, hands down, Enzo made this well-oiled machine tick and and, and go. Unlike we've seen um Benfica club in a few years uh <laughs> but but I guess I mean look uh, it's gonna be arsenal. no arsonist but <laughs> uh, look I like the player a lot but uh, I guess you know we've seen a bunch of players win some of these awards by default and he's I guess the most consistent one throughout the year so um it, it's not that I'm not happy with the player I am extremely happy with the player. I just don't think he's, at least under the Roger Schmidt system, he's found, Roger Schmidt's found the right way to play him to get the most out of him. I think playing him at right back is a disservice. Playing him on a wing, it's a disservice. Uh, he's probably more suited to play in the middle. But under this Roger Schmidt system with two guys in the middle, maybe he doesn't have the quality with his feet to do so. Roger wants a guy spread the ball around and yada 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 and another guy was a detractor uh recovering balls and breaking down play but i guess i have to be fair and, and you know stay consistent here he's um i guess from game one to, to game 34 um he probably he probably get that award so yeah stick with him most consistent play mb yeah i don't know if you guys noticed but there was a a couple of plays there, and I'm trying to think back in the second half, if I'm not mistaken, on that Santa Clara game, he was playing behind Grimaldo, and Grimaldo was more pushing up on that left side there. So we might have our new left back for next season uh, in Arsenal. That's by design, team. Dave. I'd yeah. like to think it's by design. Obviously, who's a better attacking player, Grimaldo or him? Yeah, that's and that's what I mean. So you, you use Grimaldo more as at the attack, but. Maybe we start seeing him as a as a left back next season. Guy can do anything. It looks like <laughs> on the wings and in the in the center of the mid. So we don't we don't no, maybe I, the I, team I, doesn't invest in a left back and swings him over there too. I'd rather not see him uh, play defense. To be honest with you, I think that uh, his flexibility allows him to play a lot of positions in the midfield, and I think that's what 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 Schmidt likes in him, and why he's such a a huge asset for this Mefica team, but I I rather not see him play in, in the defense. To be honest with you, um, just looking over here at um, at the the chat, Scarrow Boy uh, agrees with us. Draxler, Josh Pereira, Draxler, uh, DJ Natural Fire, same thing. Nick Villadon, Draxler by by far biggest flop. Timo definitely Draxler. Hugo Freire says João Vitor for me. Um, I think I guess when when you look at both of them and and the reason why I used you know Draxler as as a flop was because of the high expectations. We also high, had high expectations from Jean Vitor, but starting with the fact that he got injured uh, playing the Libertadores and was never really at a hundred percent even to challenge for a position. Uh, I don't think it's yeah. I, I guess you could you could say he was a He's a flop, considered the expectations that we had from him. But the fact he got injured at uh, at the Libertadores, I thought that was a, a bad omen. Um, yeah, that's why. That's why I think our expectations were lower because we really didn't expect much because he came in injured. 
Yeah, from from Draxler, I I thought the the expectation comes attached to the to the name. I think Manny Valadon, Enzo a flop in my book. Uh, smaller flop uh, according to Nick Valadon, probably Moratu. Yeah, but you know it it's it was I thought it was hard for Moratu. Uh, to be able to fight for a starting spot because those those other two were playing so well, and I think for a center back, you the more rhythm, the more repetitions you get, the better off you are and the better you could play. And I didn't think that Muratu had enough uh, enough runs of games in order to to be a guy. But Chris is Chris really likes Muratu. Uh, Shiku Marcelino is saying Murata did a great uh, first half in in the championship. Yeah, until he got hurt. Yeah. Um, Scarrow Boy, Revelation, and Tony Silva. Uh, Silva for Revel- Revelation for Manny Valadon. Josh Pereira, uh, and Tony Silva. Nick Valadon, Revelation for for Tony, for Tony Silva. Josh Pereira, 100%. Nick Valadon, another layup. <laughs> Timu, Tony Dishbabes. Yeah, Tony Silva's a slam dunk. For Hugo Ferreira, yeah. Revelation of the season for Justin Aragon uh, and Tony Silva, but honorable mention to Joan Evans for his performances in the last month or two. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Peter Cruz, welcome. Uh, Ramos, also. Chico uh, Marcelino, Ramos. Chico uh, Marcelino, you thought Ramos was, uh, was a revelation for you? I thought we already knew what, uh, what Ramos was going to bring. Um, I don't think we... Uh, we thought that he was going to be top of the league in, in the his goal output, but towards the end of the season, he really he really sunk down. Um, let's see. Uh, who else we got here? Defensive Otamendi Argeno for Scarrow Boy. I think everybody's on board with that. Josh Pereira, Hugo Freire, Nuno M. All on board with Otamendi. Nick Valadon, I want to say Bob, but technically it's more of his offensive support. Uh, but pure defense, it's Otamendi, says Nick Valadon. Uh, I get it, you know, Dave and I were, were, were talking about this, and since Hugo, uh, I mentioned Otamendi, uh, and I was saying to, to, to Dave how if, if Otamendi signs with us, right, he will be. Uh, probably w- number one, top three best paid players at Benfica, right? I think it's it's a fair assessment. He's he's probably already there. Would you guys give up Otamendi if some of that salary went to a guy in his prime, 25, 27, that could come into this team and make a difference right away and not necessarily a center back? Cristiano, what do you think? Uh, we have this conversation, man. You recall? We had this conversation, I think, like... Probably. December, January, when we started talking December, about... December, that was a while ago. I don't remember that far. <laughs> but we did. We had a conversation with, with the emergence of, of Antonio Silva. And so, and, and at the time, we still had uh, João Vitor on the roster. Should we re-sign Otamendi? And look, he's been our, our, our leader. He's a warrior. He's a guy, I think, at this point, we'd all love to to have back at the club, but you have to ask yourself, does it make sense? Talking about a yeah. 30, what is he, 34, 35, whatever he is, 35-year-old center back, you do have options on the team that could come in and play. Obviously, 
it's not a, posi a position of weakness on this roster. We do have other very good players that can carry the torch. The question, the only question that I have, if that, if that, you know, obviously it looks um, like the writings on the wall that Otamendi is not coming back. Um, and the one question I have with all this is, once it is official that he's leaving, he doesn't come back. Who's gonna? Who's going to fill those leadership shoes? Um, I think it's a huge question mark. We have guys on this roster with leadership quality, right? You look at Romario, the guy who's worn the, the, the captain's armband uh, multiple clubs. You look at Antonio Silva, a youngster who wears his emotions on his sleeve. Um, Gamaldo's out, a guy who's been at the club for a long time. Maybe Lacodemus, but I know some clubs don't like to have goalies as captains. I mean, there's not very many options. Rafa is not captain material. You know what I'm saying? It's not very many options. So it's a what about Ausnes, despite his uh, a short tenure at the club? I mean, I mean that doesn't really make a difference because Otamendi was captain the first year he joined the club, this first season. But Otamendi is a natural-born leader. Otamendi is the guy that's going to get in your face. I'm not sure if Ausnes will do that. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying I'm not sure. You know, I've not really seen it. Um, but, yeah, to answer your question more directly, yeah, and, I mean, at this point, if you tell me Benfica's able to go get a player um, 26, 27, making relatively the same salary that an Otamendi's making, a guy that's going to have three, four, five years ahead uh, on this roster, I'd rather do that. As much as I would miss Otamendi, I would just rather turn the page because, again, you have Moratu, you have Antonio Silva for the time being, you have uh, Mourinho, uh, not Mourinho, what's his name? Mourinho. Um, for the time being, you have João Vitor, who's coming back from, from loan. You have the kid Raujo that you know, apparently played really well uh, on loan in the Portuguese first division. Um, I do believe Benfica will probably still go out and get another center back from the outside, but they have plenty of options. So yeah. uh, if you tell me you spent some of his salary or majority of his salary on a bona fide goal scorer whew, on the album, because that's how you win games. That's how you win yeah, titles, by yeah. scoring a goal. Yeah. Timo was saying, Benfica gave up 20 goals during the season. Grimaldo was part of that defense. Can't say Grim was shit. Not, no one was, except for Audi. Paco Dimos. Uh, Fred says, Nico Otamendi is a heart and soul player, a warrior, a leader. We will regret his departure if he does not renew. You will uh, just you bought an Otamendi shirt. Now you can't wear it. <laughs> nice uh midfielder I, I think everybody uh everybody agrees Auschwitz her best uh midfielder um Nuno M has Auschwitz as the MVP as well uh Josh Pereira says uh Auschwitz but I would also say Enzo when he was there and like Christiane like you said if you split the season in two there's a during Enzo and after Enzo. Um, what else? Uh, then he, the attacking player, Nuno M says Ramos, Josh Pereira Ramos, Hugo Ferreira Gonçalo Ramos, Scarrow Boy Ramos. Um, Scarrow Boy Neres had a great season too. Yeah, he did. I just, I just thought that he was a bit inconsistent, you know, at times during the season. Uh, he was much better than the rest of the group. Um, towards the, the final stretch, I thought that Dramuz was horrendous in the past couple months. He hasn't been all that great. 
Um, but else, who else is on here? Uh, Timo saying, give it to Musa, Chris. You already read that one. Uh, just another guy saying, Musa needs some respect. Dude came off the bench and put in the work. Yeah. Uh, Hugo saying, if it's not Brazileiro, Chris do gosta. You know, uh, let's see who else. Uh, I think MVP, everybody's saying that uh, Auschwitz is MVP. Uh, not, nothing nothing new, not, nothing heart shattering. Cristiano just uh, deferred a little bit from from us because he wanted to, to offer a different perspective. I don't know oh, how I we... Out of, out, of, out of everyone, you picked Joao Mario. Oh, but yeah, I understand the reason why attacking. you picked him. For attacking, yeah. But I understand the reason, and it's a good reason, right? The fact that he had the goal output in the season that he had, you know, um, he gave him an attacking uh, award. I get that. I get that. What else, guys? What else we got? Are we uh, we good? All right. I think keep people on their toes for the uh, much-anticipated by... Or not buy, keep sell loan for next. Yeah, keep uh, sell loan next week. Next week. So, uh, Freddy's, you got uh, some time and some homework uh, to do. Let's see uh, <laughs> how your uh, how your list compared to ours uh, next week here. But uh, I think I think we can all agree we're not going to be selling a majority of the team like we have been the last uh, couple of uh, years. How? No, that's as, for sure. It's going to be really hard. Actually, yeah. There's gonna be some. Yeah. There's gonna be some sells, and there's gonna be some loans. But God, I, mean, there's I think been, there was last there's been season seasons. where yeah, where ten we, players. We were left with ten players that we were if, gonna keep. If that, I think ten was being generous. Where we were just trying to keep a core group of of guys. I think you could count on one hand how many guys we really wanted to keep uh, from previous seasons. But uh, I think we're gonna be a little bit more generous this year and try to build out. Uh, a solid team and, and keep a lot of these players around. Chris, uh, Chico Marcelino wants to know if you would keep Ramos or Tony Desbabes. You just spent three and a half minutes talking about buy, keep, sell for next week, and then you're, you're cheating the listeners. Chico Marcelino's week. asking. Chico Marcelino's asking. If Chico. you had to choose between one of the two, Tune in who would you choose? Brad, tafet. I mean... It gives away what I'm thinking next week. There you go. So it's gonna give build up the the, the excitement, build up, you know, the tension. Oh, she passmana falaremos, mas eu para agora ficava com o Antonio. Yeah. Só para agora. Yeah, I would, I would too. I'm, I'm ready to lose uh, Gonzalo Ramos, provided we could bring in a, a nice forward. And he's gonna be the more, the more appealing one or the guy with more market is going to be Ramsh. So, we'll see. Yeah, I I read the the Di Maria rumor from Fabrizio. What room, but what rumor, man? Like Hugo's been bothering what the guy's basically <laughs> is interested. No shit. Wow. Okay, good. Wow. Fun. Breaking news. Yo, you know what else? I'm interested in in, in breathing later today. I, I'm interested in breathing tomorrow and the day after, and the day after that. I mean, what in that tweet Gives you any indication that this is going anywhere because the guy's got to. My man, my man threw a, a dart in the dark and he's hoping. If Fabrizio is reporting it, it must be it must be true. But what? Read that tweet. Read his tweet and let me know <laughs> what in that tweet indicates that this is nothing else than a shot in the dark. Dave, you want to read it? No, I oh, yeah, here I'll bring it up. 
But it up, we, we know that we can only trust uh, Fabrizio with Chelsea. Read it. He doesn't have anything else uh, to say. Here, I got it up uh, here. Understand Benfica will try to attempt uh, on Helm Di Maria in the next weeks to rejoin the club as a free agent. Uh-huh. Talks talks have not started yet, and it is and it is not the only option for Di Maria, but oh. Benfica want to try. Oh. Saudi clubs also oh. keen on Angel, but his priority is Europe. Oh, so what he's telling you is, if he signs with Benfica, I told you so. If he goes to Arabia's, I told you it wasn't just Benfica. I mean, what's he telling you guys? Read between the lines. He's giving you jack shit. He's telling you potentially. Well, he could potentially go over if he could. Poten- I mean, the, I'm surprised he didn't play. He could potentially retire because he could potentially retire. Why not? I mean, like, what did he tell you in that tweet that gives you any belief that this is a done? He's covered in feet. Go ahead. I mean, I'll sounds, sounds like somebody I know that uh, that guaranteed somebody and then the player didn't come and then he got assaulted on Twitter. Hey, man. I had assurances. <laughs> I had assurances from a person who is very, very, very. When I say very, I don't think it even get even more very high at Benfica. You understand? It ain't my fault. I just hey, I was I was giving the information, I was, but at least there I was giving you concrete. I was telling you signing. This guy is not yo. He could go to Zarabias. He could. He's always he's leaving himself the wiggle room. So yeah, but well. That's what Fabrizio is saying, and Hugo is echoing that he's saying that Pifika is interested. No shit. <laughs> so that that's good enough for me. Pifika is interested. Let's go get him. We're only we're only an hour in, and now Chris decides to ah, uh, vamos show some emotion. Chris hate, just woke I, up. It's Dave, time to go. Dave, I hate BS. Dave. I hate BS. Well, guess what? Be prepared. It's the BS silly season now for yeah, the uh, transfer it's rumors. It's the BS season, yeah. Go to sleep and wake up uh, in a couple months from now, Chris. You'll be good. All right, everybody. Oh, so next week. I'm not here for next week? You're telling me to go to sleep for a couple of months, so I'm off uh, next week? No, I'm, I'm saying, dude, silly season. You don't like bullshit. You don't like bullshit, but, no, but you, you're, you're kind of part of that bullshit of guys gaslighting people on Twitter. I was, but dude, again, I have concrete information. I was telling you what's happening. That's what you say. That's Hold what on. you say. I'm telling you what's happening. That's what I say. But Bridges has got concrete information. He spoke to uh, Rui Costa's What information uh, does he have that, that no negotiate? They think he's interested. So are a lot of so are, so are a lot of other clubs. Well, the Red Bulls, people. The Red Bulls are interested. I don't believe the Red the, the Red Bulls. That's not that doesn't fit their profile. Hey, the Red Bulls. Hey, hey, hey. I think he's just pulling your leg there. Dave, a professional soccer club is interested in a professional soccer player. Shattering news. Sh- yo, shattering. It's the guys just stuck. I think hey, dude, I think we got a, a new segment. Let, let's get out of here. Where I read uh, Fabrizio's tweets and get Chris's reaction. <laughs> And go that, from there. Yeah. Hey, that might not be a bad call. I like that. No, just being so, related. Just be the rest of yeah, the yeah, want to get yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Next week we'll be back with uh with our famous uh keep sell loan segment. It will be a whole hour dedicated just to that. I hope you guys uh, come and join us on Tuesday, 3 30. 3 30. Uh 9.30. 3.30 somewhere else. I don't know. Smash that anyway, like button. Smash that like button now. It's too late. Take care, everyone. See you next week. Campeões, campeões. No show campeões. Take care, everyone.